You're listening to Endgame with Kyla Brettel and Rob Law, a podcast about our hearts and minds on climate change. Look, there's no getting away from it. Uh, a huge part of this is that we just consume too much stuff. Nothing is ever thrown away. Everything ends up somewhere. Our entire economy is built on getting us to buy and consume, dispose and reconsume things. This pithy statement from the movie I watched last night, Living the Change by Happen Films, struck me and stuck. Makes me wonder where I'll end up. It's morning and I'm standing before the mirror in the bathroom, barefooted and bleary-eyed, imagining a vast collection of my toothbrushes past. Not disappeared, but still at large, down and out in landfill or perhaps destitute in a waterway someplace. A plastic chain rattling like Marley's ghost, the dead friend of Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. My spirit never rode beyond the limits of our money-changing home. Now I am doomed to wander without rest or peace. Incessant torture and But it was only that you were a good man of business, Jacob. I empathise with Charles Dickens's 19th century hero. Sure, he was a mean old bastard, but he was just playing by the rules, doing what he was told to do in a capitalist system and reaping the promised rewards. And then some kind of supernatural force, in the form of Christmas past, present and future, wakes him from what's presumably a deep and relaxing sleep and tells him that the rules have changed and that he's going to die very soon unless he turns things around. An eerily familiar message. Are these the shadows of the things that will be? Or are they the shadows of the things that may be only? Once the kids are at school and in kinder, I'm sitting in a patch of morning light, looking into climate change like I promised myself. I see a loose thread and start to pull. And the problem of climate change just keeps unravelling. Soon, what I thought of as a tightly knit jumper is a tangle of brightly coloured spaghetti on the floor. Like, it's not just carbon emissions, it's water, waste and toxicity, ocean acidification, soil degradation and biodiversity loss. It's a non-linear multiplicity of events triggered by tipping points. It's not just the primary disasters of floods, heat waves and bushfires, but the ones that come after like war, food shortages and pandemics, systems and the practice of globalisation, things that are deeply ingrained in our belief structures. And I realised the whole shebang is a complete and utter wicked hairy mess. The current system has to go through a collapse unless you believe that infinite growth is possible on a finite planet. The system is growth dependent. So there's going to be a collapse in one form or another. So I kind of get my bearings, or dislodge them more like. Then I take a dive down the rabbit hole of Jem Bendel's 2018 essay, Deep Adaptation, a map for navigating climate tragedy. The purpose of this conceptual paper 
is to provide readers with an opportunity to reassess their work and life in the face of an inevitable near-term social collapse due to climate change. This was a hugely influential essay, downloaded half a million times in the first year, translated into various languages, and an important text for the Extinction Rebellion. Less of a warren of ideas and more of an open-cut mind that can be seen from space. The approach of this paper is to analyse recent studies on climate change and its implications for our ecosystems, economies and societies, as provided by academic journals and publications direct from research institutes. In the essay, Bendel challenges us all to think of collapse as inevitable, catastrophe as probable, and extinction as possible. I don't think this is an idea that anyone can seriously contemplate without a quickening pulse, and Bendel isn't shy about removing the shelter and psychic distance provided by academic language. When I say starvation, destruction, migration, disease and war, I mean in your own life. With the power down, soon you wouldn't have water coming out of your tap. You would depend on your neighbours for food and some warmth. You will become malnourished. You won't know whether to stay or go. You will fear being violently killed before starving to death. Bendel's paper had its critics aplenty within the broad climate movement. There seems to be a lot of hair-splitting between whether collapse is inevitable or merely likely, and that there are multiple visions of what a post-carbon world might look like. And whether or not it's helpful to offer regular people like you and me such a dystopic view of the world that upon hearing this we'll just give up before we even start. For my part, the essay acted like a heart starter, a defibrillator, shocking me out of my coma, helping me get a better sense of what's at stake here. It was a very dark bend in the road, but strangely comforting to have these questions voiced, out in the open rather than uncomfortably hidden, sucking up all my energy with the effort of staying oblivious. And this small change made a big difference. I found I was no longer wringing my hands asking where will I end up, but planting my feet and knowing where I needed to go.
Thank you for listening to this sound work. Co-produced for the Endgame Story site by myself, Kyla Brettel and Rob Law. To find out more about this show, the project, or to listen to more, go to our website, endgamepodcast.net.